and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. Uh, I hope you all had a nice 4th of July and uh, a good week. I'm your host, Ryan Van Bever. With me, as always, Stephen White. Stephen, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. How about you? I'm not too bad. Finger count after the 4th of July? I still got all fingers and toes, thankfully. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the funny thing is I grew up... Uh, Doing firecrackers and stuff, sure, and, and fireworks, and and it was like nothing. Like I didn't think about it. I, I, I was just thinking the other day that I actually did have a situation where I had a, a firecracker go off in my hand. Thankfully, I didn't have like my fist closed or anything. I was trying to light it and throw it, and, but that was like I was a quick learner. Like <laughs> that firecracker going off that one time was enough to tell me. Hey, this probably ain't for you, right? <laughs> From that point forward, every single firework I ever lit, I lit it on the ground or what have you. Uh, <laughs> and, and just, you know, it's one of those things where I lit it in the fuse. You, you just never know about those fuses. Oh, yeah. It, it just went to the firecracker so fast before I could even draw back the throw. It was like, pow. Yeah. And I was like, yep, this ain't for me. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I kind of expected I would be shooting off fireworks. My whole life, it was a lot of fun and everything, but I, I just kind of somewhere along the line, I lost interest in it, I guess. So I don't even really go and, and do the, you know, watching the fireworks or anything anymore. So, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, thankfully <laughs> I kind of got over there, so I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, any incidents. But I did see uh, an NBA guy. Yeah, uh, Nick Young you know, stupidly tried to pick up like a Roman candle and it almost exploded in his hand. So, look, there's <laughs> stupid people out there. It, it's one thing about it. People don't learn from other folks' mistakes usually. So, uh, you know, it, 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 it is we're probably due for somebody else to blow their hand off. I, I hope not, but I wouldn't be surprised at all whether it's another football player or, or somebody from another yeah. uh, professional sport. It, it's just, you know, something about fireworks, man. I, and I know because I did it. It's something about fireworks. You just you get so excited about it. Sometimes you, you kind of lose your mind. Yeah. I I heard the, the hospital, like I'm not too far away from one of the hospitals here, and I heard the chopper fly over a couple times. Mm. In the evening, I'm like, I'll bet you anything, somebody's got some fireworks. It troubles going on right now, and that's what who's who they're carrying. But who knows? I tell you what was funny is like, uh, I, I was looking on social media on, on the Fourth of July, and there was so many people with this kind of get off my lawn attitude about fireworks, <laughs> uh, which is just, just totally different. Like I said, when I grew up. The whole neighborhood would shoot off fireworks, oh, yeah. you know, um, for like half the night. And, of course, we had some folks who would, would actually shoot a gun up in the air, too. Because <laughs> evidently they thought those those bullets would just go to heaven and never <laughs> come back down to the ground and hurt anybody. But, you know, it, it was like just something you expected. And now it's kind of like people are like, you know, they, they just are not happy about fireworks, even on the 4th of July. Everybody was kind of complaining. It's ten o'clock. Why? Why are these still shooting fireworks? I'm like, most people just getting started shooting fireworks at ten o'clock when I was growing up. But I guess it's just a new day and age, man. People are kind of tired of stuff like that. Yeah, I'm like once once I outgrew the ability to shoot bottle rockets at other people. That's when I kind of like that was like, eh, fireworks are fine. 
Oh man, that was the best. All the Rocket Wars. <laughs> oh man, the absolute. Best. And I'm not endorsing it. I'm talking about when I was. No, young. I would never <laughs> allow such a thing now. <laughs> Didn't know it better, but man, woo! You have to get the best bottle rockets too. You know the ones that kind of chiseled out. That you, you don't want those. You no. want those to go a long way and pop real loud when they get the get up on oh, somebody. Yeah. And get some get some pipes and shit. Get some pipes ready to oh, go so you can aim those pipe. things. It, it's just... <laughs> hey. Mom, what are you guys doing out there? Nothing. We're just playing. <laughs> okay. And that was good enough. Be careful. Enough. <laughs> well, so we were off the air last week. I was out of town, and I turned the computer off. I didn't really know anything that happened i kind of i told the folks at work i said hey um you know text me if if there's a big emergency like roger goodell gets arrested something on that level i didn't get a text so i guess roger (laughs) goodell did not get arrested last week and there wasn't a ton of nfl news but there was a big one andrew luck's contract extension finally got done oh yeah he got paid. He got paid. Set the new the new bar for quarterback contracts, apparently. Or just contracts, period. Yeah. <laughs> paid player in, in NFL history. Well, it was no. a hundred and twenty-three mil almost hundred and twenty-three million overall was, for five years. That was like one forty or something like that. But you know how that is. Those numbers kind of fluctuate. Yeah. <laughs> From the agent until finally you actually see the the actual numbers, but yeah, uh, like, regardless, he's getting a lot of cash for playing quarterback for the next mm, five six years. Yeah, it averages out to just about twenty five million a year. Yep, eighty seven million injury guarantees, forty seven million fully guaranteed as soon as he signs it. And then it looks like, you know, the usual structure of roster bonuses and things like that. But there's not, I mean, with a quarterback contract like this, now you could always, it could always get restructured down the road, depending on what happens. But it seems like as long as he stays healthy, he's going to make, he's going to see the bulk of that get paid out. Oh, absolutely. And look, this year alone, he's going to make over $18 million. Uh, so it's not like one of those contracts that you know they used to do that was heavily backloaded. Yeah, uh, this thing is pretty much even out. Uh, it, it's a little less in, in the early years, but by the third year, he's making. I think his cap number at least is like close to that twenty-five million uh, dollar average. Yeah. So uh, look, he's going to get this money. Uh, he, he's almost going to have to either have some kind of devastating in- injury. Or just completely fall on his face, probably not to get at least the first three years of this, because nobody who offers this kind of money is going to admit defeat in less than three <laughs> years. I don't care how good he plays. So, um, you yeah, know, the interesting thing about this, it, it kind of bring brought up uh, a meritocracy conversation mm-hmm. because, of course, Andrew Luck did not really have a great year last year. Yeah, And we understand that he was hurt and all those good things. But at the end of the day, most of the time, that year that you're getting paid is a very important year, right? Like if you don't go out there and play well, uh, most of the times teams try to push you off yeah. another year. Like you got to prove it again, all over again. It's not like 
uh, you know, he's taking them to the promised land yet anyway. No. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. It's not a one-team sport. Uh, and we all know that. But it was kind of interesting that, you know, here's a guy who, who, who had pretty much a terrible year last year who ends up being uh, the highest-paid player in NFL history. So, uh, look, I think that in the position the Colts were in, they had to pay him. Yeah, uh, they they pretty much had to because w- what else are they gonna do? They they went all in with him from the get go to get him, you know, take him number one overall, try to surround him with with, with talent on offense. You know, he still need to work on the offensive line a little bit, but um, this is his team. They have you know pretty much put their fate in his hands, and so you just weren't gonna start over there with yeah. a new quarterback. Regardless, I don't care how he played last year. So you know, it's just an interesting situation because so many times, you know, we've seen guys who have had good years in the past, but just so happened to not play quite as well in that year that's leading up to their contract negotiations and the teams hold that against them. Yeah. Uh, and it just didn't happen in this case. So, uh, it, you know, I understand all the reasons for that, but it, like I said, I think it, it does give people some pause because look, what if he gets hurt again this year? Yeah. That offensive line is all of a sudden going to turn into the 90s Cowboys overnight, <laughs> right? And, 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 and interestingly enough, as much as people complain about other quarterbacks playing a little bit reckless and, and running a little bit too much, nobody really seems to have those complaints about Andrew Luck, who also runs quite a bit. Yeah, and takes really a does. lot of hit, you know, maybe when he shouldn't. So that, you know... Uh, uh, potential for him to get hurt again is always going to be there because of how, how he plays the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, look, he may not bounce back this year and have the huge year everybody's expecting him to have. So it'll be it'll get real interesting about midseason if he hasn't returned to form and he already has some issues to deal with, right? Leading in the last season, one of the things we talked about was he still needs to cut down on the, on the interceptions. Yeah. The year prior, he, he'd had a better season, and he'd progressed in some areas. But the lasting image we saw from 2014 was those, I think he threw four interceptions in the playoff game against the Patriots. Yeah. So um, he already had some issues heading into last year. He started throwing more interceptions. He was hurt. He didn't look well at all. He missed a bunch of games. And there's really no guarantee that he's going to live up to this contract. So, um, you know, we'll see. I think it was something they had to do, but I really think it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out now. Yeah, it will. And, and, you know, from the Colts' perspective, I mean, I guess they could have waited a year. They had him on the fifth-year option, and then they could have, you know, even taken another gamble and waited. And, okay, if they, you know, they could always give him the franchise tag then the year after that. But then, you know, the – the price just kind of escalates from there, and you sort of, you sort of lock him up at. I mean, it seems crazy to think about given the the size of the deal we're talking about, but the way the cap goes up, it's not going to be as big of a pinch on their cap space as it seems like it. You know, it says it might seem like it will just on first glance right now. I mean, he still is nowhere near Drew Brees' thirty million dollar cap hit this year. In, in any year of it. Yeah, like I said, it was something that they had to do. 
but it's so easy for that to blow up in their face. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a, a no-win situation because, like you said, I mean, if they kept trying to string this out um, and you end up with them on, you know, a, a huge uh, 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 franchise tag and then the cap jumps up even more, then now you even got to pay out even more money. Yeah. Um, so I, I totally understand why they did it. It's just that <laughs> it comes fraught with a lot of issues, right? If Cam Newton gets this this contract coming off the season he had, it makes a hundred percent sense, right? Nobody yeah. could really the the Panthers for that. Obviously, he already got paid before that, and so it didn't happen that way. But Andrew Luck coming off the season he's had with the issues he's had throughout his career with turning over the football a little too much and maybe taking a few too many hits as well, even though he doesn't get criticized like some other quarterbacks do for stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those situations where it could definitely blow up in their face quickly. And if it does, they're pretty much stuck with them. Yeah. And and this is a team that, that seems prone to things blowing up in their face. I mean, remember we, in January, nobody would have been surprised after the end of the season if either or Chuck Pagano, the coach, or Ryan Grigson, the general manager, would have been fired. As a matter of fact, everyone just kind of like all through November and December, it just seemed like a foregone conclusion that that Pagano was going to get fired, if not the if not the general manager too. And to think suddenly, you know, well, they had a decent draft. I mean, they signed Luck. They got Ryan Kelly the center. They, you know, they had a decent year in free. They signed solid free agents, not the kind of, you know, the bust-prone type free agents you've seen him go out and chase in the past. But, uh, yeah, it, it still seems like this is a team that could, that the footing is still a little unsure with everything else, too. It's, I don't, look, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons to think that he will bounce back, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not a, a Andrew Luck hater. I totally <laughs> understand why they gave him this contract. If I was in the same position, I probably would have too. All I'm saying is I'm just being the voice of a reason and reality here. If you look at the situation, A, number one, is rare that a guy gets paid off a season like he had, especially when they haven't don't already have a, 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 a ring. Yeah. And, and look, I'm not a quarterback wins guy, but that's just the fact. And number two, there is no guarantee that he's going to bounce back, even with the talent they've amassed around him. Uh, you, you know, you look at that the division now too, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think on the last podcast. Yeah. And the other teams haven't been sitting still either. You know, the, the the Texans go out there and get their quarterback and Brock Osweiler, he may turn out to be, you know, a, a, a hell of a player for them. Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who we, we talked up. about, are, are loaded right now. And if they can stay healthy, may well be not just the class of the division, but by a significant margin. So the... Division itself has gotten better. The Tennessee Titans now have their quarterback of the future. And I'm not really sold on their coaching staff, but who knows? <laughs> but the division has gotten stronger, right? Yeah. So it's them getting back to the playoffs 
isn't, isn't a given anymore. And so, again, I totally understand why they did it, why they paid him like that. I probably would have done the same thing. But given his history with the interceptions, given his histories with the injuries, given his history with last year and, and just how bad he looked. And look, people made all kinds of excuses for it. Like I said, a lot of that sh- stuff that he did last year was not injury related. It was mm-hmm. between the ears related. He was making some dumbass throws in the coverage that had absolutely nothing to do with the injury. He, he could have had a fucking cannon and he wouldn't have been able to fit some of those balls into the places he was trying to throw them. And that's been something that's kind of been a hallmark of his career. So uh, I'm I'm just saying they they almost had to do it, but I bet you, I mean, it it goes without saying almost that they'd have been much more comfortable giving him that kind of money. And he had a much better season last year than he actually did. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dicey situation. I mean, you know, there's no, uh, and I guess that's too, a little bit why you see that, you know, the the guarantees working the way they do in the contract too. I mean, it's not quite as obvious as like the the one the Niners gave Kaepernick a couple of years ago, where it was like on the surface it was some gargantuan guarantee, but when you drill down to it, it was like they basically could get out of it year. Any year they need, they needed to or wanted to, based on the way the the deal was structured. Now Lux isn't quite like that, but you know, right now, if something does happen, the the Colts have flexibility after the first couple of years to get out of that deal. They do, but like I said, I I, I just don't see them conceding defeat. No, unless it's you know after the first, unless it's three years in. And yeah, they're going to give him every opportunity to succeed there. And that means they're also going to give him every opportunity to fail, and which is you know, something you have to do with this amount of money, yeah. especially with the salary cap. But, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. I, I think that, you know, he's one of the most talented young quarterbacks in the league, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, he definitely has some things that he needed to work on before last season. And, 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 and a lot of those things showed up in his play yeah. above and beyond just him being injured. Yeah. So look, and, and, and let's also point out that some of the best stuff he did was with a different coaching staff, not yeah. head coach wise, but he's got a new office coordinator now. <laughs> uh, you got uh, uh, the head coach in Arizona that, that was there that's no longer there. Yeah. And so it, you know, there's moving parts there. Uh, Chuck Pagano, I don't believe, has ever called plays on offense. No. Yeah, he's still there, but it's a different deal. Yes. So, you know, how is he going to respond to that as well? So, like I said, we'll see. And I, I totally wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes out and have some kind of MVP type season. But at the same time, I wouldn't be all that surprised if he also kind of fell back to, to earth and, and, and looked a little bit above average, but still not necessarily at that tier where you expect a guy getting that kind of contract to play. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just looking at their depth chart and I'm not, I mean, I know they've got a guy in T.Y. Hilton who's a bona fide star receiver, but 
I'm not just blown away by the talent around him. I'm the way you are, like even when you look at. I mean, I hate to say, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like when you look at Jacksonville with their receiving core now, or even their receivers and their tight ends. I mean, they kept Dwayne Allen. They let Fleener walk as free agent at tight end. They've got Hilton, obviously. We said we've established that. But then you've got Moncrief's their number two, and Philip Dorsett, who was a first-round pick in 2015, who's their third receiver, and still, you know, left a little to be desired based on his rookie season. Now, again, just his rookie season, but it's a uh, there's some question marks there with the play around him too. Well, I definitely agree with you. I, look, I'm a big Philip Dorsett, Dorsett fan. I, I was a big fan of him coming out last year in the draft. I, he actually went higher than I thought he would, to be honest with you. Um, but I thought he's a very talented player who was underutilized in college at Miami. Uh, but at the same time, he's unproven. It took yeah. him you know, almost a whole season to kind of make any kind of impact last season for the coach. Now, there's a lot that went to that. Went into that uh you know, I, you kind of forget sometimes that the last game of the year, they literally were using a two-quarterback system, and one of those quarterbacks was Josh Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> who they just signed off, <laughs> literally off the street. Uh, and some kind of way they found a way to win that game, but just, you know, with that kind of instability of quarterback, a rookie wide receiver, you kind of give him, you know, not necessarily a pass, but you just understand that, he probably had a hard – that probably went into why he had a hard time uh, making an impact. Yeah. But it, he certainly is going to have to step it up this year. Um, even as the number three receiver, I'm sure they're hoping he he elevates his game to be the number two guy uh, because Dante, Dante Moncrief, while he's good, I think uh, Dorsett is more of a game-breaker type. He's got that, you know, just crazy speed down the field. But even so, even as a third wide receiver, he's going to play a lot. Yeah, and so he's going to have to make a a, a a a big impact for that team. Uh, T. Y. Hilton, I think, is probably one of the most un, underrated players in the league. Uh, great route runner, very quick, good hands, everything you're looking for. Um, but it's hard to do it if the other guys aren't producing, and and the teams are showing you a lot more uh, uh, attention than they than they used to. Well, you know, sometimes it's harder for guys to kind of overcome that. Yeah, uh, but I'm with you. You, you look. Um, obviously, I'm doing uh, the breakout players again this year, and, and the player that I chose is on offense. So I, I think uh, that guy I won't reveal him yet uh, <laughs> will make an impact. Um, but you know, they have Frank Gore, who's on up in age now. Yeah, um, definitely not a game breaker type, but he's steady. They got Robert Turbin at running back two, who's kind of bounced around, even though he looked to be the heir apparent in, in Seattle. Uh, that didn't kind of work out for him. And so it, even when you look and you say you, you, you're trying to be generous and, and say, okay, well, their top line guys are okay at least, or Dwayne Allen, like you mentioned. What about the quality depth, you know, because uh, cause what happens if one of these guys go down? What happens if T.Y. Hilton pulls a hamstring? Yeah. Uh, what happens to Dwayne Allen, who's definitely had some, some injury issues throughout his career almost every year until, like, last year? I'm not sure if he's even ever played 16 games. I think he has once. Um, but what happens if he gets nicked up again? Um, and then you got, you know, 
the offensive line, they, they, they did get uh, Ryan Kelly, and that's great. But the offensive line has been a concern for several years now. Yeah. And it hasn't, there hasn't been some kind of drastic makeover. So those guys who everybody has complained about are either going to play a lot better or a lot of the issues that we've seen as far as the pressure on Andrew Luck or any other quarterback that, that's played for the coach is still going to be there. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, for instance, it feels weird saying it, but you absolutely shouldn't feel bad saying that they have much better talent offensively uh, at the skill positions, at least. Uh, um, and I'm not judging quarterback, but their quarterback is pretty good, too. But you look at the wide receivers, it ain't just, it's not just the front line guys. They have quality depth in their wide receiver core. They have some ridiculous quality depth at tight end. Yeah. After they signed Julius Thomas last year. And he should be healthy. I think he wasn't healthy uh, for quite a bit of last year. He should be healthy uh, heading into this season. And they uh, got uh, Chris Ivory at running back. They already had signed, uh, uh, drafted the running back. Uh, uh, last year from, from Alabama. can't remember his name right now. But they absolutely, in my opinion, at least on paper, have much better quality depth at, at their skill positions than the Colts. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, again, it's not just about the Colts. Even if Andrew Luck plays well, what if they can't make it to the playoffs this year? Yeah. Like, we know how irrational fans are, right? Yeah. We know fans always talk about quarterback wins as some kind of, you know, uh, 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 standard. And so if he, if the Colts aren't winning, even if Andrew Luck plays well, people are going to have a lot of criticisms this year. When you get paid that amount of money, I'm sorry, you're just not going to get shielded from criticism anymore. Yeah. Even the people who on the sidelines who maybe normally would criticize a guy who, who's thrown as many picks as he has, those, all those people are going to be kind of chomping at the bit to get at him this year. And yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, and especially, too, and then you throw in that GM and coach situation, too. It's like, well, they almost got fired this year. If they start to hit the skids again in 2016, what's going to happen? I mean, do they, you know, how do they rationalize that when it comes to what they do on the field, the moves they, you know, the moves the front office make? I mean, this team should be a lot better than they are right now. I mean, you look at all the missed draft picks they've had since they drafted Andrew Luck. I mean, you know, you missed on a pass rusher with Bajorn Warner in 2013. I mean, it's just, you know, this should be a much better, much deeper team than they are right now. You know, where where they're in position to sign Andrew Luck because they have a lot of other guys from 13 to 16 locked up on rookie contracts. Oh, absolutely. And they're and, not and in look, that situation. And, and and we know that the GM and the head coach are in the boat together now. We know yeah. that if one gets fired, they're both getting fired. And so if that were to happen, if they were to falter this year, look, last year was supposed to be the year. Yeah. Right? Uh, it, it's not just that they were so bad last year, and there were a variety of factors for that, not just Andrew Luck's play, but it's the fact that the year before – uh, they made it, you know, a, a little deeper in the playoffs. Uh, they thought they that, well, they did have a legitimate chance to to, to heading into that uh, Patriots game. Uh, they w- beat 
the Broncos on the road, as I recall, and that was supposed to be like this big uh, 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 deal for Andrew Luck and his mm-hmm. development. And you go out there la- uh, last season and, and, and just fall on your face in a year when everybody in the division had issues, right? Yeah. <laughs> like everybody in the division had issues. Aaron Foster gets hurt again. All of that other stuff, you know, going through the Goran pains with uh, 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 Marcus Mariota and, and the head coach gets fired in Tennessee. It was set up for that to be their year, to, to really, you know, finally actually make it into the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so they're off schedule already. So now if they go out there and, like you said, hit the skids, now head coach and GM might be out. Now you got to deal with a whole new system again, new head coach, new GM. How, once again, how is that going to affect Andrew Luck's development? Yeah. Because like, that was supposed to be their year last year. He was supposed to go out. He was supposed to be the MVP last year. Yeah. I, I, I don't really do a lot of betting and stuff, but I bet you if you go back and look at the betting lines heading into last season, the odds on him being the MVP were pretty high. It wasn't supposed to be Cam. It was supposed to be Andrew Luck yeah. last season. So, uh, uh, once again, this all comes back to it, how is this going to play out actually on the field? Um, because expectations, it, no matter what, once you get this kind of money involved, expectations are going to be sky high. And look, <laughs> just to tell the truth, uh, 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 isn't their best pass rusher still Robert Mathis? I, I, I'm not sure if he's still on the team, but if he is, old Robert Mathis, who who I love a lot, love his game. Uh, always thought that um, he was a little bit too much in the shadows before when, yeah. when Dwight Freeney was there. Uh, 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 fantastic player, but he's old as sin at this point, and I think he's still their best pass rusher, maybe by far. Yeah. And, and going into a, the season in that situation, man, that, that's not something that that I, I think Colts fans will be ha- should be happy about. Uh, uh, and it's not just the uh, the Werner uh, uh, bust or what have you. How is it that you haven't prepared for the future in all this time? How is it that you know? And, and when you talk about Robert Matthews, they also have Trent Cole, who's also old, yeah. who's also on the wrong side, of, you know, the downside of his career. Uh, he, he's probably going to be the pass rusher on the other side. So um, where, where's your young upcoming talent on defense, really? Yeah. Um, and then they didn't – I mean, they drafted a safety in the second round, which it was a need for them. But, you know, that's still not – you know, you, you got to have that pass rushing presence, man. You have to. In this day and age, you better. You better have – I don't care how good uh, your secondary is. If you can't get pressure on a quarterback – it's going to be a problem. Yeah. It, just because the way the rules are set up now, it's hard to have shut down corners. Uh, you can't knock the shit out of people when they come across the middle. And, and some of that's for, for the good, you know, reducing the concussions. But that's just the, the plain and simple fact. It's a lot easier for guys to run across the middle now and catch passes. Yeah. And so the way things are set up, if you can't rush the pass, look, I, <laughs> I know this. From watching the Bucks <laughs> for the last few years, as anybody, if you can't get pressure on the quarterback, consistent pressure without having to blitz all the time, your ass is grass, plain and simple. <laughs> and so look, you can keep depending on 
a guy like Robert Mathis to to to, to get you pressure. And, and look, he to his credit, he still he still goes out there and balls every weekend. But look, at some point, something has to give. Yeah, you have to find a way to get younger guys in there to do the same job uh, or better at this point. Because like I said. Uh, uh, Mathis and Cole are on the, the downside of their careers or else you're putting too much on the offense that's already got a quarterback who has a propensity to throwing it for throwing it to the other team anyway. Yeah. It's, that's a whole lot to put on Andrew Luck in the first place. There, there just really is no reason why. And I love Vontae Davis. I, 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 I love the way he plays the game. But just the way the game is officiated now, the rules now, if you can't rush the quarterback, your secondary is going to be toasted, period, point blank. I don't care what you say. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're going to have to find a way, and maybe there's somebody on the roster who we haven't heard about yet, somebody they can develop. Who knows? But they're going to need to find a way to rush the passer a lot better this season if they want their defense to really be strong enough to 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 kind of match their offense and help them put them in a position where they can actually win a division and maybe get in the playoffs. Otherwise, like I said, you know, I just don't you got these other divisions, man, like the the AFC North, that's a hell of a division. Yeah. You know, they might get two or three teams in there every year. Yeah. The 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 AFC West with the Raiders looking like they're ready to to maybe take the next step and be a playoff team and then the Chiefs are still pretty good as well. So you got all these other teams that's going to be vying for those very few uh, playoff uh, 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 spots. I just don't know that the AFC South is going to get two teams in. So if the Colts can't win a division, they might be sitting on the couch just like us watching the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and too, I mean, with that defense too, and you think about what the other teams in that division have done offensively, and maybe the Titans aren't there yet just because they're so young, but they have that core nucleus of talent that they need. The Jaguars, we know they can produce offensively. The Texans should be better offensively this year. They went out and got a quarterback, and they already, you know, they have some talent on on the that side of the ball already to go around Osweiler. So you kind of have to have a pass rusher or two in that division. Yeah, and, and, and the offensive lines. Yeah, the, the Titans addressed the offensive line. Uh, the 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 Texans already had a pretty pretty good offensive line. Uh, you know, maybe the Jags always come back to their offensive line being the, the the only question mark to me on their team anymore. But even their offensive line is decent. It's it's at least okay. These offensive lines, man, they're not, you know, slappies anymore either. Uh-uh. All these teams have kind of upgraded their offensive lines too in that division. So that, that's even putting more of a premium on getting good pass rushers who can actually rush these guys. Yeah. So we'll see. Like I said, uh, you know, I'm just – I just recognize – the situation that the coach and specifically Andrew Luck find themselves in right now. Yeah. Because up until this point, up until last year, really, even throughout how he played last year, he has avoided a lot of the criticism that other quarterbacks who've played similarly and have had similar stats have, have found themselves being criticized for. Those days are over. Yeah. You know, the, 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 
you pay a guy that much money, fans not only want a playoff berth, they want a Super Bowl. Or at least you got to get there. And if you don't get there, as crazy as it is and as unrealistic as it is, people are going to say that that year is a failure. Yeah. And then you're going to hear, well, uh, you know, uh, 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 Tom Brady doesn't even make that much money. And, you know, all these <laughs> other guys that, that, that have, have won rings and, and, and have played well, now you're going to get compared to all those guys because of your contract, because of your paycheck. And it, like I said, it would be interesting to see if this worm turns on Andrew Luck, because it easily could do so. Yeah. Even even some of the stuff, like I said, even if he plays well, some of the stuff out of his control, whether the defense plays well, whether his skill position guys stay healthy and, and, and step up to the plate, you know, whether Philip Dorsett ha- has a, a great second season or not. Stuff that's a little bit out of his control may still end up, he may still end up catching hell for that stuff if they are not successful this year or next year or the year after that. So it's it is just a very interesting situation because of how last year went, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, it's just so kind of unprecedented for a guy to have that bad of a year and still get paid this kind of money the following offseason. Yeah, I I can't even think of anybody I would I could compare it to, to be honest with you. It's all yeah, it just it's that and that's a testament to how unique the quarterback position is in the NFL you know I mean just there's not it's hard to find a comparable position in all of professional sports and that's how you know you you have to teams have to treat it differently like that oh man <laughs> you, you look at uh uh what's his name and and with the Jets uh, the defensive lineman um that's trying to get paid right now Wilkerson uh, Mo Wilkerson Mo Wilkinson. Mo Wilkinson had a hell of a year last season. Has had a hell of a year pretty much every year of his career. Still can't get paid. <laughs> right? <laughs> Von Miller, MVP, one of the few defensive players that's been MVP of a Super Bowl, and he earned every bit of it. Hell of a season. Been a hell of a player his whole career. I think only one year he didn't have double-digit sacks. Still waiting on getting paid. Yeah. So, I've just the contrast between the guys they make weight to get the big, crazy, long-term deal and the guy who's coming off just an absolutely shitty year, let's be honest. Yeah. And getting, it, it, it's just amazing. It's, it's remarkable. And it, it's just kind of the way the NFL is because we know in order to win in the NFL, you have to have a quarterback. Yep. You have to have a quarterback. And they don't want to start over there for good reason. They, they think they have a pretty good one for good reason. They are trying to build around him for good reason. But <laughs> when it doesn't work out, man, it, 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 it's, it's, it, it's crazy. Because, and when I say doesn't work out, when I say it doesn't work out, I'm talking about last year. Because, again, nobody's questioning this, questioning this at all if Luck had the kind of year everybody expected him to yeah. going into last year. Even if they didn't win a Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl, if they just got to the playoffs again. And, you know, maybe made it to the AFC Championship game. Nobody's questioning this at all. But, you know, just the situation being what it is, even with the way he played last year, even with the season he had, injuries or whatever you want to blame it on, they still had to pay him this year. Yeah. And there's no other position I could think of where that would ever be the case. Yeah. It's incredible. It's just incredible. And, that, you know, I guess that's a good time. I mean, 
it's probably a good point as any to kind of look. I want something that's interesting. That's the last of the next set of contracts for the 2012 class of quarterbacks. Now, obviously, the RG3 situation is a little different considering how things worked out in Washington and he's trying to rebound in Cleveland. But Ryan Tannehill got paid. Now, whether you, <laughs> again, probably another testament to the value of a quarterback that Ryan Tannehill got paid. But, you know, Russell Wilson got, got his big contract extension. So, you know, your big names from 2012 are all looked up. Your big names from 2013 should would whoa, probably. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, you forgot about one. Kirk Cousins. Oh, <laughs> how can He's I forget Kirk Cousins? <laughs> As if I haven't done enough to anger Washington fans over the years. You know I'm being facetious, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, he's a twenty million. He's getting twenty million this year. I mean, he's on the franchise tag, so you know we got to mention him. But yeah, we, we'll see. We'll see how his franchise tag. Yeah, you know, I, I know we've talked about this before, and it still it still seems bizarre to me that you just you don't even hear a peep about contract talks between a long term deal between him and Washington. Oh no! Because listen, <laughs> well, look. His situation is kind of the exact opposite of Andrew Luck, yeah. I would say. Like, he actually had – he ended up had, having a pretty good year uh, uh, on the whole after, you know, after some bumps in the road early on. He, he kind of came on pretty strong by the end of the season, and they made the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, in his case, he actually played enough to warrant getting – a better deal, but at the same time, he didn't. He has not, over the course of his career, nor even last season, played well enough to give a team, whether it's Washington or any other team, reason to believe that they should build their whole franchise around yeah. him, right? And so, uh, and, and who knows what he's asking for? Obviously, he's asking for quite a bit, or the contract negotiations would have been over by now. Yeah, I think you know. I don't think that they would mind giving him a contract that paid him maybe around what Brock Osweiler got. Um, maybe even a little north of that. Um, but he's not a $25 million a year guy or even close. No. So, uh, you know, he finds himself in a situation where they are probably going to, they're, they're probably more than comfortable allowing him to show it again. Right. You, you, you got to prove it. Even though you had a pretty good season, even though you actually made, we as a team made it to the playoffs, uh, we're not prepared yet to say that you are the future of this franchise. Yeah. So I, I actually think that's smart on their part because he hasn't. He hasn't proved that. Um, and, and the great thing about it for Washington from their perspective is, look, they are also loaded yeah. on off now. Right, they got a pretty good offensive line. They got a real good left tackle. They got the the right uh, guard last year. They got so much speed from wide receiver to tight end. I mean, they they just are ridiculously talented. And and, and then uh, uh, th- this year they they drafted the kid Josh Doxson, who I love. Yeah, to you. So they got even better. On that side of the ball. So from, from their perspective, look, anybody can probably go to Washington right now 
and throw for four thousand yards. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be funny about it, but uh, you know, you got Deshaun Jackson and 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 Josh Doxson and, and and what's the other guy? Garcon. Pierre Garcon, and even uh, Jamison Crowder, who we probably don't talk about enough. Yeah. And you got Jordan, Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed, a tight end, and Nas Paul coming back too. Yeah, who was actually at the top of the depth chart last year. Yes, I'm going to keep bringing this up because <laughs> I got I have to. And, you know, uh, 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 Nas Paul and, and 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 Logan Paulson were both ahead of Jordan Reed in, in, in training camp last year before they both got hurt. Yeah. So I mean, and, and you think they have to think they had a running back of the future with Matt Jones? Look. It, it, it ain't going to take, you know, a Peyton Manning of 2014 type to come in there and play well <laughs> with that assortment of talent on offense. Yeah. For them, I'm sure they're like, well, look, we love to have you, but, you know, you're not necessarily uh, essential yeah. to this success. I'm pretty sure they know that they probably can upgrade from Kirk Cousins. So they feel more than comfortable uh, you know, going with him this season. Yeah, shit. I'm not sure. Colt McCoy, the, their backup, couldn't play just as well as Kirk, as Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah, these guys around him. So it, this is a huge year for Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's going to have to prove it again, so to speak. Yeah, and for a whole year, year this time, he, he's not going to get a pass early on in the season this year. Yeah. So. Um, more power to him for getting that franchise tag, right? But yeah, no, he, he look, he, <laughs> he out there and lights it up, which he should, by all accounts, he should light it up. Uh, uh, barring some major injuries on offense, they should be a problem on offense. Washington should, yeah. especially in the division. <clears throat> but if he doesn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Washington will be very comfortable with moving on to somebody else. If he doesn't, he would not like that. Yeah, I feel safe saying not not (laughs) like that at all. (laughs) And it's you know it's funny. I was just looking at his stats here from last season, and he had a much better second half of the season. And his big, I mean, 18 of his touchdowns, 29 touchdowns, 18 of those came against some illustrious secondaries. Let me tell you, the Buccaneers. The Saints, yeah, yeah, the Eagles, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, you know, none of this screams like, hey, this guy not is exactly. a twenty-five million dollar a year player. Yeah, not exactly a murderer's role, right? No, there. it's <laughs> really not. So, uh, yeah, but look, he is in line, right? He is positioned to make an a shitload of money. If he plays well this year, yeah. What I think about him, or what anybody else thinks about him, if he goes out there and plays well, you know, come off this franchise tag, he may well be a twenty million dollar quarterback or, or more by this time next year. Oh, for sure. I, you know, so that's why I said we, we kind of have to count him. I'm just not. I'm not going to bet any money that that happens. <laughs> um, I'm good with just you know that play out because I'm not so sure about that. We'll see. <laughs> a whole year of film, and, and everybody talks about when you get that year of film on you, teams get that year of film on you, and they can game plan you. Uh, things tend to change a little bit. But he's got every – look, if you're a quarterback, 
I'm not sure what you could ask for on offense that they don't have in Washington right now, right? I really don't. Like, what what are they missing on offense? If you could pick anything, right? You got the, the real good tight end. You got these fast wide receivers who can, can take the top off the defense. You mm-hmm. got the young stud and Josh Doxson who can grow with you. And you got quality depth pretty much everywhere. You got the left tackle. You got the right guard. You got the running back of the future. What else do you want? What else would you need? Yeah. So there won't be very many excuses for him if he doesn't go out there. And and not only play well, I'm talking about light it up. Yeah. Right? Seriously, this this team is built to put a lot of points on the board. And so, and we we kind of talked about this last time, I think. I don't think their defense is really built to stop people from scoring a lot of points on the board. So they're going to need to score a lot of points anyway. Yeah. And so we're going to see, man, we're going to see if he's worth whatever amount of money it is. He thinks he's worth that. He's turning down, you know, whatever kind of contract they offered him initially. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not sure there's ever been a guy as interesting, who's in as interesting a position as, Kirk Cousins is right now where a team slaps a franchise tag on you literally because they're not sure what they have. Yeah. Normally just a prelude. If you're a quarterback getting the franchise tag slapped on you, is just a prelude to, to the long-term deal because it frees up so much cap space Yeah, and allows you to do other things, but they, they'll be fine playing him playing with him playing out. The franchise tag this year. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. He's going to be very rich next year or very, very sad. <laughs> well, he's got $20 million guaranteed this year no matter what. So, it's not, I mean, not, not a totally dumb move on his part either. Well, I mean, he he didn't really have much of a choice. Exactly. Put the exactly. Tag on you. Hey, you know, now he was smart enough to go ahead. I'd have he ran up and, uh, and signed it. You know, some of those guys wait. So they don't have to show up to anything. Man, look, I had a flu pass security there, had to check me down. So I was going there and signing it for him. Make sure they couldn't ever change their mind. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a couple other interesting quarterback situations. Not not this year, but kind of, I mean, this year matters in terms of their long-term future, but they're not contract situations that we're going to be hearing about in 2016 but the ones that are going to be kind of an that are going to be uh, something that we're talking about down the road and it start. i guess one of them is matthew stafford in detroit he's got two years left on his contract and even with the two years he's really like it's not hard for the lions to move on from Staff- if stafford falls flat on his face this year cap wise it's not hard for them to move on from him after this season which would in 2017 would take you the last year of his current contract anyway. So I'm kind of interested to see how Matthew Stafford does because especially this year he's got he's dealing with something he hadn't had to deal with much throughout his career and that's no Calvin Johnson. No Calvin Johnson and which just totally changes your offense, right? Yeah. Have Calvin Johnson. There's so many more things you can do not just because he was a fantastic receiver, but because of his physical stature. Yeah. Uh, The dude was big and tall and could run fast, and there's just not a lot of those guys 
around. They they don't grow on trees, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you build your offense around it, even your underneath routes and stuff, knowing that he's going to pull guys with him and, and that will leave other guys open underneath him, or at least you should. Yeah. Uh, and now without that kind of a presence where everybody has to find out, hey, man, where, where's Megatron when he's on the field? That in and of itself is going to be an adjustment. Yeah, uh, I, I love Golden Tate and the things that he does, but so look, if you can, if you think that somebody doesn't benefit from playing with Calvin Johnson, you're crazy. Okay, it, it just that's just how it goes. Yeah. So um, just uh, knowing, especially in the red zone and stuff, knowing places on the field where you normally look for him, he's not there anymore. It's going to be a big adjustment, and uh, you know. They got Marvin Jones from Cincinnati, so he's gonna. Those two are gonna have to kind of create some chemistry between the two of them. Um, Eric Ebron, who they've been waiting on to to kind of break out, uh, is a guy that he he's gonna have to hope uh, finally gets it or what have you, and, and really turns it on this year. Um, so, look, he, he and then his coaching situation. Yeah. We weren't sure that Jim Caldwell was going to make it out of last season. Not at all. Uh, and, and he ended up having to fire everybody almost on his staff just for it to happen. And so he installs uh, Jim Bob Cooter, <laughs> one of the best names ever <laughs> in football. Jim Bob Cooter as the offense coordinator. And then you see Stafford have a little bit more success for it. You know, maybe it was the OC change. Maybe he just started playing better. Who knows? But now you're going to go into the season with uh, Jim Bob Cooter as the offense coordinator, and, and and there's no passes, right? Yeah, basically, uh, Matthew Stafford, who's also had some issues in his career with big interceptions and stuff like that, yeah. has always had a, a huge arm, has always had all the tools, but for whatever reason, you know, the Lions still kind of never – Never really, <laughs> never really kind of got to the mountaintop uh, with Stafford there. Uh, I'm not even sure they came, ever came close, even with them having Megatron. So now you don't have Megatron. Now you got a, a new offense coordinator for the whole season. Um, and your coach, look, it, I, I, I like Jim Caldwell a lot, but after Leaves the way last year Right. At the way last year went, you can't believe that they have a long uh, – he's going to have a lot of leeway if they don't get off to a hot start. Yeah. You know, he he could very easily – I'm sure he's already on the hot seat, and if they come out and and don't win those – you know, a few games early on, he could definitely be a a candidate to be fired, uh, you know, sometime around midseason. And so – these are all the things that are hanging over Matthew Stafford's head. Once again, a guy who's never really seemed to ever put it all together. Get all the tools. Uh, if you watch him play, it's hard to critique a guy like Matthew Stafford, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, some of his plays are just so ridiculously good, right? He's just like, golly. If he could play like this all the time, he'd be unstoppable. Yeah. But then he does, you know, silly shit like try to throw throw the ball sideways and and, and get it into a uh, you know a spot where he shouldn't. Yeah. And just you know all this stuff that seems unnecessary. 
uh, I guess that would be the, the best word I could find for him. Just it's color-esque is what it is. Just unnecessary shit, man. Look, yeah. you got the big arm. You're pretty accurate. Just throw the damn football. Yeah. Quit trying to be just extra all the damn time. And, he, and he's pretty athletic. Yeah. I think that he probably, uh, most people do not give him enough credit for that. He, he's pretty good in the pocket and, and, and feeling pressure and and when he needs to, uh, taking off running uh, and also avoiding hits, but just never seems to put it all together. Because, I, I look, you just look at this guy sometimes and you would think that he should be one of the top-tier quarterbacks in the NFL. And when I say top-tier, I'm talking about top three or four yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL. But I'm not sure there's ever been a year that he's been in the NFL where anybody would have listed him as such. No. Right? I, I'm not sure that that's ever happened, even in his best year. So he's got this one other chance to hit the lottery again. And he's made a lot of money anyway. So yeah. you know, we're not talking about a guy coming off a rookie contract anyway <laughs> under the new, sal- new rookie salary cap. He's made plenty of money. <laughs> but, you know, he's got a chance if he somehow, someway puts it all together this year, even without Megatron out there, then, yeah, he very easily could be in that $23, $24 million range as a quarterback in this league, especially, and again, this is just something we have to get used to. The cap is going to keep going up. Um, you know, we were talking before the show kind of about, like, the NBA um, furor after all these guys are getting paid. Well, this was the year when their salary cap jumped up dramatically. Yeah. And, like, three years into that now. Right. For so many years or what have you, the cap was only going up if it was going up at all, just a little bit. And now it's like taking 10 million dollar jumps every year. Well, the cap is going to keep going up. So the, the contracts are going to keep going up. Yeah. So you know, 25 million dollars this year is going to be a bargain five years from now. Yeah. If everything keeps going the way that it's going. So he could very easily make that amount of money uh, um, if he has a big year this season. It's just. It's just a humongous if, man. And, and I, I'm one of those guys who I don't really like uh, or dislike Matthew Stafford. I've wanted to like him for a long time. But it's like every time you, you think he's about to take the next step and put it all together, uh, he's like, you know what? He, he's probably a little bit better skilled Jay Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> just to be honest with you. He just doesn't get the same kind of vitriol thrown to him as Jay Cutler does, because maybe he doesn't have that sourpuss face <laughs> that Jay Cutler has all the time. He doesn't time. have the facial expressions that Jay Cutler right. does. and yelling at people and shit. But when you think about it, man, both guys, big arms, all the tools, athletic, can pretty much make any throw possible on the field, but never really put it all together. Yeah. So it's just he's just another guy who I don't trust. Yeah. And, and for me, that's a huge thing. Uh, you know, guys are going to make mistakes. Um, big ones, small ones. No matter what quarterback you bring up in the league, guys, the best ones still make mistakes at times. Yeah. Uh, but just Matthew Stafford just seems like a guy that, I don't know, man, he, he never puts it all together. Because if he could, with the skill set he has, he would be just a monster. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this it's not like we're talking about a guy that is 
just been in the the league two or three years now. I mean, this is right. two thousand. This is he's been here since two thousand nine. I mean, this is not. He's, he's been around guy. a while. <laughs> he's one of the old guys now. That's you right. Got, you got you got uh, 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 Tom Brady. And you got him. You know who, who's older than those guys. So uh, maybe uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers too. But those are the old guys now. There ain't yeah. no more Peyton Manning. So uh, he, he's he's part of the, the the old guard now, but it's just you know it, it, it's just hard to trust the guy. It's just hard to to believe in him. Maybe not trust is the word, but maybe believe yeah. in Matthew Stafford at this point in his career. Well, and especially because, when you take away Megatron, right? Especially when you add in all the other factors as well. But even even with Megatron, even with Megatron, yeah. Hasn't been able to be this dominant player that his skill set suggests he should be. Yeah, and, and without him, even you expect even that's going to be exposed even more so. Yeah. So you know, he's a guy that literally, if you're building a quarterback, has pretty much all the talent that you would want a quarterback to have. There's nothing that you can really say. Oh well, you know, he's a little slow, or he's not quite tall enough, or he, you know, his arm isn't live enough. Everything you want in a quarterback, if he was doing the creative player on Madden, would look a lot like Matthew <laughs> Stafford. But for whatever reason, he doesn't play that way all the time. So yeah. we'll see. Um, maybe Jim Bob Cooter is the answer, right? Maybe, maybe <laughs> after the, the 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 success they had last year, maybe they really get it going this year, and, and, and maybe he just always needed the right offense coordinator. Uh, uh, kind of calling plays for him. That, that kind of happens every yeah. now and then. But I, I wouldn't bet on it. I just, you know, he's a guy that um, could make a whole lot of money next year, or he's a guy that, you know, maybe the Lions move on from next year. Yeah. It, it could either it could either go either way. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, here's here's a, one, one last name. This is, talk about, this is from another one of the old guys. Last year of his contract with the Saints, $30 million. He's sort of been expecting, he's out in the press talking about he's willing to talk about a contract extension because, you know, that's obviously been a pretty, that's a pretty big financial hit for the Saints cap this year. But Drew Brees, he'll be 37 this season. So, you know, he's getting up there. But not necessarily, you know, the way he plays and the kind of player he is, I just don't, you know... You think he could, you could get a few more years out of him, but it's really confusing to me that the Saints haven't broached a contract, even a shorter term contract extension with them. Now the Saints have had some other troubles off the field and in the owner's box, I guess, to worry about too. But yeah, and look, I just thought about some the last thing on Stafford. Remember this: they brought in Caldwell to fix. <laughs> that's right that was his whole pitch to him right i just i just remembered that too and look it, it doesn't really look like he's been fixed uh-uh. and why would you need to fix a guy who's got that much talent anyway but anyway like you're saying with the saints um i wonder how much of that does have to do with the off the field stuff and with the ownership stuff right yeah. because look <laughs> this should be a bigger story than it's than it's been uh you know like uh, the owner is in was was in dispute with his kids over uh, him 
trying to transfer ownership of both the Saints and the Pelicans to his new wife, yeah. who isn't their mother. Um, which, you know, that kind of stuff happens from time to time. But this was all set to go to court. And he was going to have to open up the books. Oh, yeah. To the Saints. And all of a sudden, they reached a settlement. Whereby those kids are still going to see their ownership stake evidently. Or something of equal value. Something like that. But you got to figure that has played a role in this somehow, some way. Because, look, man, it's just, it doesn't make sense for this cap number to be hanging over their heads right now. Either you give them an extension of some length to give you some cap relief, or you move on. Yeah. Those are the two uh, choices that you have. There's no really third choice here. And yet they've just been kind of twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Look, whatever you think about Drew Brees and his age, the guy can still play the game of football. Yeah, absolutely. He balls, right? He, he, was, he was a little off at the beginning of last season, and then he got injured. But as soon as he came back, he was back. Yeah. He was the Brees that, that, that you're used to seeing. Almost led the Saints to an upset over uh, the Panthers. Yeah. And we we know that their secondary uh was historically bad last year. Their defense was terrible. Their defense coordinator got fired. <laughs> and still Drew Brees played well enough to keep them competitive in a lot of games. Yeah. <clears throat> so um he's still a viable option. Th- this isn't Peyton Manning of last year where he's just hanging on. And, 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 you know, it, it is using a running game and he just makes a couple plays here and there. That guy can still play the game of football. He's very smart. He doesn't take very many hits. The hits he does take, he's so short, he usually gets a penalty flag called on the other team yeah. for, uh, you know, uh, uh, hitting, you know, hitting him in the face or something like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it really remarkable. It seemed like every time he got hit last year, there was a penalty on the other team. It really was great. <laughs> um, but, you know, to make all the folks still, still just crazy accurate, still great anticipation and understanding of uh, the defenses he's going against and, and the route concepts they're, they're throwing against them. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, why would you move on? Again, we go back to the fact that we know you have to have a quarterback in today's NFL. Yeah. You also know that there's not another guy on their team right now, at least for right now, that can hold his job. Right? <laughs> Luke McCown, yeah. good backup, can't come close to Drew Brees. Uh, so why not try to lower the cap with him? Why, why not try to give him an extension? And, you know, maybe not some huge, crazy number. And that's some, that's a part of it, too. We don't really know what Drew Brees is asking for yeah. or would be willing to accept. Um, but you think that they would at least be trying. They don't seem to even be trying. That, that's the part that's so, if I was a Saints fan, that would be so concerning for me is that it doesn't seem like they're even negotiating at all. And maybe that's just them taking a low 
uh, profile about it. Uh, just to be honest, it, it was a little bit surprising. For instance, when the coach came out and announced that uh, they, they had closed their deal with Andrew Luck, we figured it was going to get done, right, this offseason, yeah. but I knew it was that close. So maybe something has been going on behind the scenes, but at the same time, you gotta you got to think with the ownership snafus going on and you know, he, he he's beefing with his own kids that, yeah. that they don't even other anymore, what have you. Um, that that may be playing a role because you know, this this is the big money guy on your team. Yeah. And these negotiations have got to in some way involve the owner. And they are probably a little bit contentious. Yeah. Because I Drew Brees is looking at people getting twenty million. Yeah. And it's kind of like uh Dwayne Wade right now when the Miami Heat offered him ten million and all these other scrubs are getting twenty million. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> right? Yeah. He he wants to get paid his fair share too. Yeah. Um, especially with all that he's done for the city of New Orleans. And so um it, it, it's a very complex situation, man, but I I just have to believe that um uh, the ownership situation is playing a part in why it has to resolve. It has to be. And, you know, their GM, too, does double duty. He's the sort of the GM operating manager executive for the for Benson's NBA team, the Pelicans, too. Those are two, that's two pretty big hats to wear. Man. I mean, it's, 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 it's really cr- kind of crazy. It, yeah. it really is. Um, and, and if you're Drew Brees, what do you make of all this? Yeah. Right? He knows how much he's, he's asking for it. And, and you don't get the impression from Breeze that he's asking for some exorbitant amount. No. But what do you make of the fact that they haven't they haven't really uh, worked hard to, to get this resolved? Because, again, there's only two choices here. You can't afford to have this guy playing with that amount of cap space eating up. You just – it just doesn't make any logical sense. Yeah. And so either you cut him and move on or you, 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 you extend him. <laughs> well, and two, you know, they're in a situation now with Breeze, and Breeze is at a point in his career where he's still very good, but he's 37. He's going to be 37. So he doesn't have a lot of time left in his career. And you've got to kind of, I mean, with a guy like that, you've got to be in win-now mode with him. This isn't like, we'll, re, we'll retool, we'll rebuild in three years, we'll be ready to make another Super Bowl run. Well, you're not going to be, you can't count on Drew Brees for that. Not important. <laughs> no, because it, it's, it's crazy. So this is a guy, and, and, and from his career perspective, I mean, he obviously wants to be, and I don't know him personally or anything, but he obviously seems like he wants to be in New Orleans. He loves the city. He's you know like sort of something like an unofficial mayor or something there to begin with and and he's willing to stay and willing to work on a deal to stay there knowing that this is it this is his last window for an NFL championship so he's got I mean it's sort of like the stuff with Brady in New England he's got some incentive to work on this deal so that he can make one more run at it in that last you know two or three year window of his his career where he's a, capable of being the top quarterback in the game like this, which, which just makes it even more mystifying to me. Absolutely. Like, like this, you look at this Saints, Saints team now, and, and I mean, I think they had a good draft. I think they did some smart things in the offseason with the free agent moves that they made, but they're not, you know, this isn't a team that's ready to, I mean, this doesn't look like a Super Bowl contender on paper to you by any means. 
Absolutely. And, and, and it definitely doesn't fans Drew Brees. Yeah. So so you could go ahead and go in straight up into a uh, 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 rebuild mode if you move on from Brees. Yeah. But if you have him, he does give you a shot every week. Yeah. That's what he does give you. If you put some talent around him. Yeah. And, and you just look. I, I was, once again, I, you know, I, uh, doing this research for the Blake breakout players, and I was just thinking about, you know, the talent they've lost over the last couple of seasons. Uh, you, 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 you trade away Jimmy Graham. Benjamin Watson becomes a revelation. Now he's gone to yep. the Ravens. Uh, Colston has retired. And this, you know, the skill position is going to look way different this year than it did two years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, well I'd say three years ago. Because now you got Brandon Cooks uh, and kind of everybody else. We know they, they drafted Michael Thomas this year. Willie Sneed kind of came out of nowhere last year and, and, and played pretty well. The, the deep threat. Uh, not really sure. Well, we get, well, they got Kobe Fleener at tight end. I, I kind of yeah. tend to believe Kobe Fleener is a little bit overrated. But we'll see. When you're playing with Drew Brees, he can make you look even better than what you are. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so it, just from the passing game perspective of this, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of different guys out there. And, and you know, if you're rebuilding, that's one thing. But if you got Drew Brees, even with those guys, names that you're going to have to start remembering and, and, and learning, you still got a chance every week. Yeah. So not go ahead and re, you know, redo the deal so you can bring in a little bit more talent. Maybe add something to the defense so, so your team doesn't have to score 40 every week yeah, to win. Yeah, exactly. Um, or move on and start the rebuild. You, you, you're kind of stuck in neutral right now. Yeah. But Drew Brees is not going to concede anything, right? No, and you to really have to. Rebuild, to really rebuild – you know, I've never been an advocate advocate of you know trying to lose games in the yeah. NFL to, to get a high draft pick. But if you're going to rebuild, and, and this is the first year, go ahead and rebuild with Luke McCown because yeah. then you don't have to worry about it. He can try all he wants to. Your ass ain't going to the playoffs with Luke McCown and this <laughs> collection of talent on offense. It just ain't happening, right? So you ain't got to try to lose, but you're going to lose anyway, and you know you still can kind of evaluate guys, but now you get the high draft pick. Now you try to pick you a quarterback uh, next year. Yeah. But I just don't understand this, you know, uh, uh, twiddling your thumbs from the Saints right now. And, and again, uh, it has to be something. And the only thing that makes sense is the ownership situation. Yeah. But nothing else to me makes sense. I, I can't believe Sean Payton wants to move on right now because he seems to be like, just the same kind of competitor as Breeze is. He wants to win, even if it doesn't look like on paper. Yeah. Uh, contender right now. Um, <laughs> like you said, their GM, who knows? He's probably all frazzled right now trying to keep up with these crazy NBA contracts uh, with the Pelicans. Yep. But um, if you had a more stable ownership situation, I just think that either way, either way you want to go on this, Something would have happened by now. Either they'd have moved on or they'd have addressed this contract by now because for right now, it's just lingering out there for no good reason. Yeah. 
No, it's it's a strange, strange situation. But I mean, you got to think maybe now with this, if this suit with his kids, is Benson's kids, is all settled, then maybe they can kind of, maybe they'll get back to some sort of normalcy after this season. But I, I don't know. It'll be the problem is you wait too long in the NFL. Everybody's kind of, I mean, you know, everybody's can everybody can lap you. But I guess if you've got Drew Brees and you can keep him happy, then you've always got a shot at it. But you got well, to here's the thing about the Benson situation is he didn't really win. So it, it to me, it remains to be seen if this is actually over. Yeah. Because what I understand, in order for him to keep from having to open those NFL books, he basically had to agree to, to, to continue to let them be a part of the future of those franchises. Yeah. And that ain't something that he wants. No, right? he didn't want that's, that's a, what he fought. Right, he's vehemently against. So I can't think that he changed his mind just because he was forced to. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, there, there's a lot of bad, bad blood there. Yeah. He, 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 he evidently there was some kind of physical altercation between his daughter and his wife oh, at Jesus. some point along the way last last season in the owners box. Oh. So yeah, this, this ain't a. You know, this ain't really a run-of-the-mill just family dispute here. It's a lot of bitter feelings and, and, and bad blood there, and I, I just I don't know that it's completely settled now. Yeah. And, and even if it is, that ain't going to make him any more, you know, focused on the team rather than focused on trying to get back at them. Because, um, I mean, it was – Look, it's his money, it's his teams, but it did seem strike me as kind of petty to 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 try to cut his kids out of having any parts of those teams going forward. Yeah, when he's already set up the trust for them to always be a part of it. So you know, it, it, this is a, a, a ugly situation, man. I, I was, you know, me, I was just waiting to see how long it's going to take before that trial opened before he kind of cried, uncle. Yeah, because it had the the ruling, you know, he was trying to get a ruling where uh, those uh, documents, the, the financials, would be confidential. Yeah. In which case, he was going to keep fighting the case. It's only because they were going to be made public, and I'm pretty sure the rest of the owners were also kind of also weighed in on him oh, about yeah. not going ahead without the vet, that it ever got settled in the first place. Um, so, you know, I, I just wonder, man, where his head is at and all of this, like, is he even focused on either one of the teams? Yeah. The NBA team, too, because uh, I don't remember them having it. Everybody else had all these big signers. I don't remember the Pelicans having some big signers this year either. Yeah. So we'll see. But something has to happen. It has yeah. to. Like, you can't just keep on going like there's no no problem here. There's a problem. And it's the cap space that he's eating up. It's not necessarily how much he's making. It's the cap space. Yeah, and the cap space precludes you from improving your team, so you're stuck. Even with Drew Brees behind the wheel, you're stuck, kind of in this Neverland, not being quite good enough to make the playoffs, but not sucking so bad where you get that that high draft pick where you could replace them in the first place. Yeah. So I mean, something has to give. It. I just I'm not sure what kind of timetable we're looking at now because I think it most people. You and I included, figured this would be resolved by now. 
Yeah, I mean, it's shocking that it's not. I mean, you know, again, without the context of the of the ownership situation, and the whole thing with the kids too is that you know their their claim was that he wasn't in good enough. His facilities weren't good enough for him to run these assets. I mean, that was their whole court thing. Is like this. Their argument was that this woman, his new wife was just kind of taking advantage of him because he wasn't in, you know, he was kind of a senile old man or something. And then the judge ruled that he was competent. He had some level of competency for that. But it also makes you, I mean, that makes you wonder too then with all the cap stuff. It's like, Jesus, maybe there is some competency issues. I don't know, but it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. And when man, when families argue about money, there ain't no fucking argument in the world that gets uglier than that. Never ever. <laughs> Never ever. Just 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 go to any funeral. Oh man. Just, so it's a doozy. Um hey, speaking of doozies, this podcast has been a doozy. <laughs> I think we have made some interesting stuff, interesting content, hashtag content for the off for what's been a relatively quiet off season. Thank God, I'm not complaining about that. Right, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> every time, every time we let our guard down, something crazy happens. So I, I, I'm appreciating the fact that it has been relatively quiet. I know. I'm just. I'm like. I'm glad I don't have to have my phone glued to my hand at 10 o'clock on a Friday night to see the latest Deflategate development this summer. Of course, I now I say that. Watch what'll happen this week. This tomorrow. Tomorrow, five o'clock. <laughs> exactly (laughs) all right steven it has been another good show and uh let's do it again next week shall we absolutely can't wait to do it all right man um thanks for listening everybody uh you can uh subscribe on itunes uh hit us up on soundcloud and um i will put this up on the website as well so you can find us there and uh Listen any way you choose. So uh, be sure to like, leave a comment, leave a review. Um, you know, even the bad ones, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll appreciate them in some way, shape, or form, I'm sure. So.